0: I'm Haley, author of the book blog Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis.
1: wish lit sis was more than once a week did you know that we have our own individual book instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time if you are wanting that lit sis feel in your normal routine you can always check us out mine is at maddie reads a lot on instagram and mine is at brook and binding on instagram but wait there's there's more. more
0: I also have a Facebook page, Brook and Binding, and a blog, brookandbinding.com. <laughs> that was
1: sounding that was so good. good. Happy Friday, listeners.
0: Happy Friday, everybody. Oh my gosh. Have you counted how many Fridays we have left of this year?
1: There, After this Friday, there's only
0: two more Fridays it left. It just blows my mind. I just could not believe it. I was thinking my gosh, happy Friday. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's Friday again already. Oh my gosh, the year is ending.
1: I know. It I freak like, me out. I like we talk all the time like, Oh my gosh, this month of my so much fast this year. I mean, I feel like this year was full of stuff. But I also feel like it was just June. Yeah. And yet it's December. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't honestly. Know. <laughs> It's crazy.
0: <clears throat> but we are Oh, you okay? Got some water there?
1: Yeah, I've got some water. I've got a lozenge in my mouth. My voice sounds so much better than it did yesterday. But yes. let, listeners, I'm getting over a cold that hit me at a time where I was like not getting enough sleep and I was super stressed out. So I was like, I'm just stressed. I'm just like not sleeping enough. So I didn't actually do anything to help myself. And then it got really bad. Yeah, um, shot then, yourself in the foot a little bit. Oh, yeah. And and my husband gets lots of sleep. And so he got it from me. And he's had like a beautiful time with it. He's had a much better time than me because he was getting sleep and he was eating enough food and drinking enough water and not neglecting himself like I always do. So he's been fine. But we both lost our voices like crazy the other day. And thankfully, mine is on its way. But I, I keep waking myself up in the morning, like coughing so much because my NyQuil wears off. Uh, Um, and then then it makes me not have a voice in the morning so I'll be like feeling fine like my voice sounds good and then I'll like cough for like five minutes straight and then it'll be like ah and here we are again layering (laughs) so
0: well I'm happy that you have a voice because I was thinking what are we gonna do if Matt doesn't have a voice (laughs) by myself when there's only a few left in the year Yeah, no, I,
1: I gotcha I do sound raspy but, you know, it's kind of sexy, so I'm working with it. I'm, okay. I'm sure. Big um, It reminds me of Phoebe and Friends where she gets the cold and she sounds so much better. Oh, when she's yes. And Very good at singing.
0: Back. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so that's Such where a I good answer. episode. hmm I'm watching Friends now with my husband, so all of my references in life are now Friends references because it's fresh in my mind. I so. see. Well, those are great references to have. They are, and he finally gets them now, which makes me happy, so that is a good that is good news finally. All right, so but today, like I had alluded to last week, we're talking a lot in the month of December about like the like reflection on books. So last week we were talking about like the Goodreads winners and the winners uh, amongst a couple different lists of the books that really were standouts this year. And this was actually Haley's idea and I kind of spearheaded it in preparation. But um, the idea then was to talk about, let's go back a year. And what were people talking about as books to look out for for 2021? Were there any repeats? Were people super wrong? So I ended up looking at two different lists. One from Lit Hub, which looked at like 228 upcoming books for 2021. Wow. Crazy. Um, And then another from BuzzFeed, which looked at about 75 books coming up for 2021. And both of them never really went further than September because there they weren't really announced books past then. So it only goes from like January to September of 2021. But it's very interesting to see what overlapped and what did not and how close people, like how close these lists were in their predictions.
0: Yeah. So overlapping kind of like what we did last week, as in like both of these companies um, and list like had the same books that were highlighted
1: that's what you're yeah meaning. so these ones had the same books and then I also tried to if they didn't have the same ones I also tried to mention ones that I knew were popular books and had kind of made it in the year 2021 and then I also just included a few because I'm not going to go through all 300 books um, but I also included a few books that my opinion kind of missed the mark in 2021 like were high expectation and didn't actually make it or and I like even um yeah you like got books that I knew like from like uh Goodreads or book of the Month or whatever that were supposed to be good that I felt like didn't didn't hit the mark or maybe didn't hit the mark with the audience didn't actually make it as far as I thought but these should most of them should all be recognizable titles I did trim the list down a ton because a lot of them were books that I genuinely had never heard of and I did not have time to go through all of them. Um, and it was, and a lot of them were, were more, uh, it felt like more of nonfiction memoir or bi- like biography stuff, which um, weren't super popular this year. Um, didn't get a lot of the ones, like, I mean, I would say probably like not 80% of the books on the list I'd never heard of or mm-hmm. weren't even on any of our lists that we were looking at last uh, last week. So I wanted to highlight the ones that maybe you guys would know. So these are kind of the ones that like, hey, we, they kind of predicted that it was going to be a thing and it was, or some of the ones that just a handful that people thought were going to be good that ended up kind of failing. So that, yeah, or
0: even yeah. just it's like, there's a few on the list that you sent me that I was like, never seen that title before, mm-hmm. but some of them definitely were like, oh yeah, I recognize that. I recognize this. Um, maybe, yeah, others maybe only three or four on here that I'm like yeah never seen that yeah um but it's it's interesting I'm I'm excited to go through the list and I'm excited for you to um to walk us through these because like you said like you're not going to go through all 300 of them (laughs) that would be crazy so I'm excited to see and talk to you about the ones that stood out to you and why you picked them and maybe why people were excited about them we'll have to see what what they say so let's let's go for it
1: yeah so I'm gonna be going starting in January so January the first this book appears on both lists and it is a book that I have heard of and I knew got good reviews but it wasn't anything on our list from last week which is Black Buck by Mateo Ascarapor. oh man I don't want to say his name wrong Ascarapur yeah that sounds nice okay so I'd heard of this book. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's a satirical send up of startup culture, which is stylized as a manual for would be black salesperson. So it seems like a very interesting way to write a book. Um, just interesting style. And it says it's a 22, 22 year old Darren snags a job at a cult like company where he is the only black employee. Um, so it's supposed to be full of a bunch of satire. Um, And it says he goes from a shift supervisor at Starbucks to a sales wonderkind at someone, a tech startup. Then the CEO takes Buck under his wing, but conveniently looks the other way as um, he is targeted with racist attacks. So I feel like it's a book that was kind of trying to speak a lot of things into it, but um, appeared on both the lists. Um, I'd heard of it. Have you heard of it?
0: Yeah, the cover is very familiar to me. I didn't know exactly what it was about, Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, definitely seen this, definitely recognize it. And I, I feel like people have, I think if I've recognized the cover, that means I've seen it around enough that either people hated it or they really liked it. And my mm-hmm. guess is they liked it, but I don't know. It seems yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I've I, I heard that it was good. And honestly, I didn't know what it was about, but I'd probably read it. I mean, I don't think it was, it didn't stand out in the end of 2021, but it also came out in January. So I feel like sometimes... You know, I, I never know when is, like, the best time to publish a book because, like, in the beginning of the year, like, if it's so good, it sticks in your mind all year. But if it was really good in the beginning of the year, but then you read so many other good books after that, like, will you just forget about it? You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, I honestly think, like, summer into early fall mm-hmm. is, like, prime time book release because – I think a lot of people feel like they have more free time because it's nicer weather and they're out and about maybe they're on vacations or um, maybe you know it's they have breaks from work like if you're a teacher you have like free time to just be able to do other things besides you know just your day in and day out and I think people are in just better moods when it's nice outside Mm -hmm. so they're like oh I'm gonna like pick up a book again or you know like just trying to like go about it that way and I think that also gives you a chance to um you're not the start of the year where you might be forgotten Mm -hmm. um and you're not the end of the year (laughs) where people have already made impressions about the books that have been their favorites and they're kind Mm -hmm. of like meh about like the late you know the late releases Mm -hmm. so I mean that's my preference
1: I would have to say absolute probably worst time to publish a book is december yeah
0: we're just because- gonna get wrapped up into the next year anyway and then people are gonna forget
1: yeah they're gonna be like oh didn't that book come out the last year yeah but well, was a december book, so we're gonna count on this it's like no like december is a terrible time for books to get published
0: unless it's a specific holiday book then obviously perfect time yes
1: all right so moving on to the next book is a book that i've asked you to read I want You're you to joking read it me so desperately.
0: I, I don't saw it, this though. cover and I was like never heard of this in my life.
1: Are you are you sure? Yeah. What book are you looking at?
0: Um, I'm looking at a book called Land of Big Numbers by taping chen
1: Ooh, i think maybe the one i was gonna send didn't send in between it so yeah let's talk about land of big numbers okay
0: because you're i was like oh yeah i did recommended this to me i was like i don't this does not look familiar to me at all and it's funny because actually shows up on both lists
1: it does um
0: it's just it's a, a debut short story collection that explores the vast and diverse experiences of chinese people both in china And globally, which sounds really interesting. I really enjoyed reading um, the Library of Legends um, a year or two ago. Because I don't read a ton of, like, the Chinese or Asian culture books a ton. But I really have enjoyed them. And I love the, like, Asian influence of Anna Karenina as well with, like, Anna Kay. And I actually have, now I'm, like, listing off everything. And I actually have a book, a YA book series called These Violent Delights that I have on my shelf that also are kind of like Asian inspired. So it's something that I would be interested in, but I've not ever seen that cover. So I don't know if that's like a good or bad thing because it is a collection of short stories. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a fictional like title or since it's in, it's also debut. So it's not like, unless you love short stories or you're in that genre a ton, I think it could be something that could be easily overlooked, but it doesn't necessarily mean it isn't worth reading. You know, mm-hmm. obviously these people thought it was worth it because they put it on their list.
1: Yeah, I want this kind of makes me think about um, an author that may write another book one day, and then it blows up, and then people are like, "Oh, did you know that she actually wrote like this book of short stories like a couple oh, years yeah. ago?" And then people oh, would yeah. go back and read it and be like, "What?"
0: Yeah, and then they like get us like a resurge of popularity because
1: mm-hmm. right now on goodreads land of big numbers has just under four thousand ratings. ratings oh, but wow. the average rating is 4.01 stars so i mean it's it's got to be good it just maybe didn't hit the right audience
0: yeah so what book are you
1: looking at then so i totally forget that i forgot that i didn't send this to you because it didn't appear on both lists i thought it did but it didn't Um, But I was just going to bring up that one of the lists mentioned The Push by Ashley Audrey.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Um, You really should read. And it's I've had so many
0: times, like so many opportunities to buy that book or to just like have it available. But then I feel like I don't remember you talking it up after you read it. I feel like you were kind of like, it was okay, Like, I liked it. But I but I I think I, I feel like just more recently you've been more of like, it's so
1: good. So well, I, I just mean, don't remember getting that reaction from you earlier on. Okay, but we've talked about this before, Haley. If I hype up a book, though, I get nervous to hype up a book to you because then you'll, if you read it, you'll be like, oh, you overhyped this, Maddie. So I feel like I'm trying my best to well, like Well, I
0: was already interested in it and then I sent it to you. Okay, and fine. Then you're like, you Yeah.
1: Go read it. Read okay, it fine. right We're now. We read talk- it. Just read it. It's, a, it's okay. good. It's a really good one. There you we've go. We
0: talked about the push before.
1: We have talked about the push before, but I will say, I want to bring this up just because significantly it came out in January. I didn't read it until middle of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting, we talked about books that maybe stick in your mind later in the year. Interestingly enough, like I'm part of like a couple of book groups and stuff like that and we've like voted on like best thriller of the year. And the push is very high up there, if not always the winner on these polls. And it came out in January.
0: Yeah, people, I feel like thrillers though. You're either doing middle of the summer with every thriller, horror person you can think of, or you're at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. like Alex Michaelides or something like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to start my year off strong and everyone's going to be talking about my book all year. So it's a bold move. And obviously, it paid off for her. So I should definitely check
1: it out. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll um speak on the next one. So this one popped up on both as well. And it's a cover that I'm familiar with and a title I'm familiar with. But again, uh, what it was about I wasn't familiar with so this came out in February it's Milk Fed by Melissa Broder look familiar to you mm-hmm. yep so it's a yellow cover with the words Milk Fed on it and right in the middle looks like it's supposed to be like a cartoon boob it's like it's I think that's what it's supposed to be but it's like a yeah. large pink circle with a tiny small red circle inside um and it says it is about a 24 year old Rachel lapsed in her Judaism, strict in her calorie counting, and then she finds love and maybe God in a frozen yogurt shop. Um,
0: yeah, this is not what I thought it was about. But I definitely like want to like read that
1: mom book or something.
0: It feels like a mom book, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like a feels like a um, there are no grown ups or um, raising baby or can't remember the other title bringing up baby or something like that yeah. where it's like, it's kind of like a memoir, but also not, you know, so. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I definitely thought this would have been like a memoir or something like that, but no, it was predicted to be a a well uh, read book. And I do think that, um, I do think that it had a lot of traction, but again, it didn't, I don't think it appeared on any of our lists from last week.
0: Yeah. I don't remember that, but I do think that, um, like you said, I, it is familiar enough of a cover where kind of like uh, Black Buck where it's like a cover, it's a recognizable enough cover where it's like, oh yeah, I've totally seen that. But it might not know all the details. It's not like you see the cover of Malibu Rising you're like, oh, I know this is about blah, blah, blah. Or, ooh, the Kristen Hanna winner of the year, um, mm-hmm. the Four Winds. Oh, I know that's about the Dust Bowl. You know, like it, it, sometimes you see covers and you know It's gonna be about this but with these those two in particular I feel like you don't like they're recognizable covers but you don't necessarily know details about them
1: yeah exactly so kind of falls onto that so I'm just gonna jump in you can speak on the next book after me but I want to jump in and talk about a book that I felt like was that missed the mark when it came to that it was going to be a projected good read for 2021 and that is the My least favorite book of the year, most likely, I don't know, maybe there's another one that I don't like the most. And if you've been around for a long time, I feel like I can just say that I don't even have to say the title and you know what I'm about to say, but Girl A by Abigail Dean was my most disappointing book of the year um, that I can remember. And it is based on, and it's actually a little bit more traction recently because it's based loosely on the Turpin family horror, which um, just had like a 16 minute come out on it recently. But it's about like, but it's it's inspired by the fact that like the the book is about this girl named Lex and her siblings were all kind of like grew up in the house of horrors where they were kind of kept and hidden from society and like chained up and stuff like that. And I thought it's like this. Author says Abigail Dean's intense debut begins the settling of affairs. Dean's central character Lex Gracie has been named executive of her mother's will, and her new duties bring up some of the horrific childhood memories she and her Uh, siblings grew up with in the house of horrors and so you feel like when you read the book and it says brings up these horrific memories it's gonna be scary or horrifying or gut-wrenching and it's gonna be descriptive but really like a lot of it is like vague and it focuses more on the present time which is just it just it feels like it should like it did it didn't i don't know it didn't match up to what i think a lot of people expected it was going to be including myself so I felt that it missed the mark as being a well-read or like a popular read of 2021. And um, it wasn't really talked about as being a popular read. So I feel like that, that did not live up to its expectation.
0: But I will say it was talked about. It It was a pretty recognizable cover. So it's not like a book where it's like, this is going to be the next big thing. And then you've never seen the cover before Yeah, or whatnot. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. I've seen that cover. It doesn't necessarily mean it was awesome.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, I think the next book still underrated, in my opinion, for 2021, but I loved it and I have a copy of it, Mm -hmm. um, is Infinite Country by Patricia Engel. It is a really moving story of a family um, that is going through, um, well, what happens essentially, these two, this couple these sweet, um, teenage sweethearts, Elena and Mauro have, once they have their first daughter, they decide to leave the life, their life in, um, Bogota or Bogota. And, um, they move to the U S and it's just such a, it's just a struggle. The family struggles and they, you know, go with they they deal with a lot of different things not only just being foreigners in america but just their family themselves like they just have issues and stuff going on um and it does kind of like a flashback back and forth of present day stuff that's happening with one of their daughters and um past of like how the family became settled in the u.s and it came out in march um so i i definitely got i got this as my book of the month i think for march or maybe for february Um, But I really enjoyed it super short really easy little read but it doesn't mean it doesn't pack a punch. Um, Really beautiful cover the writing is all um, vertical and there's like a snake and a part of a leopard and a wing of a eagle and each of those have meanings and symbols within the story as well. Mm -hmm. So I I think it was a great novel and um, I can see why people were so hyped up about it. And I don't know how many people actually read it, but I liked it.
1: All right. So moving on from Infinite Country, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm sorry, I got mixed up. Where are we? Uh, Oh, yes. Well, Uh, I have. Yeah. Clara and the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. And we are now running into our very first book that this goes into the March. This is March now. Our first book that's appeared on the like books to look out for for 2021 list that ended up actually being on like the best books of 2021 lists from last Mm -hmm. week so the first time we're running into this so took us all the way to the predictions of March to find one so um I have read Never Let Me Go by Ishiguro and it says that if your favorite novel by him is Never Let Me Go again only one I've read um then you should pick up Claire in the Sun or Clara in the Sun it says, Clara, a solar-powered artificial friend in the near-future world, tries to self- help a sick child by appealing to the sun to save her. So, it's, yeah, she's like an AI machine. It says she lives in a supermarket observing the sup- the beings around her and hoping to be chose by a loving customer. So, again, I've seen this book around. I've never known what it's about. And mm-hmm. Kazoo, Kazoo Ishiguro, he loves to play with... It's not even like a black mirror type thing where you combine, I mean, similar where it's like you kind of combine like normal life plus like one element of like futuristic thing, but it's not even super futuristic. It's just like part of it. So like, never let me go not to give anything away about it. Um, In never let me go, there's like an element of it that is about humans, but it's, it's something that doesn't happen normal society and people have talked about this could happen one day in like an advanced society so like life is relatively normal except for this one very advanced thing that is morally gray um and so this kind of reminds me of that except it seems like it might be a little bit of a happier book in comparison I don't know apparently if you like never let me go I'll like this one so it might also make me cry so but I mean it being on both like Future. From last, last week, week and this week, yeah, yeah last that's week and this pretty week. awesome. I like. I feel like I have to officially put it in my want to reads now.
0: See, now I feel like with this next one starting in April, never ever seen this cover before in my life yet again. Um, pieces by Helen Oyeyemi. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what it's about. I don't know why there is it looks like a little animal on the cover uh i'm sure there are reasons for all of this um but she's apparently famous for turning fairy tales into dark fables about race and gender um which is interesting it looks like one of her other titles is called gingerbread which i'm sure we could all figure out what that one is probably about um but this piece's book centers on a newly married couple who are setting out on their honeymoon, but their train ride to the honeymoon of their dreams is not as straightforward as it would seem. Um, It doesn't necessarily sound bad, but have you seen this cover
1: around Mad? I really have not. Her name sounds familiar. Like her her name, but yeah, I've not heard of this one at all. And I wonder if it kind of did a girl A thing where the expectation of what the book was going to be out was going to be about was so high and it didn't meet that. Cause I will say mm-hmm. when you get this fantastic level where it's like a mixture of fantasy plus realism, sometimes it doesn't work very well.
0: Yeah. And it can be very niche as well. Like I like stuff like that. I think that's interesting, but if sometimes if you push it a little too far, then it might not be everyone's cup of tea, obviously. Um, doesn't mean I wouldn't like, be interested but i yeah it just wow.
1: obviously it didn't you know leave yeah i mean a big of a mark it i think i mean again we're talking about these very neat i mean this is a this, this is on a list of over 200 books of up and coming which i mean this just i was gonna say this for the end of the episode but i'll just say now this just goes to show you one how i know how very difficult it is to try and get your book published and then by the time you actually get your book published you can be in a list of even over 200 books that people are expecting to be great books mm-hmm. and your book still kind of flops, even though it's been published. Like, And I'm saying that because I looked up her book right now, two different lists. It's only been rated 2,014 times with an Ouch. average rating of 3.32 stars. Ouch. I know. And it's, it's a 272 page book. You know, this is giving me, it's giving me vibes of um oh my gosh, what's the book? I have it right here. Um, In the House upon the dirt between the lake and the woods, which oh, I read yes. last year, I believe, which is kind of a fantastical fiction book. And it's again, it's very niche. I yeah, it must just be something like that and i mean i rated that book very low because i didn't love it a ton um and it, it, and it has been only rated 1456 times with again a rating of 3.32 stars on average so i feel like it must be something like that where people there's just maybe the world's not ready for that kind of genre yet maybe they're just ahead of their time
0: yeah it could be But i feel like this next book that you could talk about because you ha <laughs> ha are a lover of this series i feel like it's you need to time. definitely mention it really quick
1: yeah so i'll i'll touch this really fast so the third book of the you series called you love me by carolyn Kepnes. if you've watched the tv show you um this is the third season is loosely based off this book very very loosely because the second season does a lot of different things from the second book which i've read the first and second book but i've not read the third one i'm wondering if this one maybe didn't hit the mark is much just because now the TV series is just bypassing how quickly the books are coming out and they've mm. diverted so much. And I even will say that I watched the show before I read the books, and the first book and the first series really stand up to each other, like they're very similar and very enjoyable. And then the second book, in comparison to what the second, tv series tv season did the second book wasn't enjoyable because the series brought in this amazing plot twist that really held up and it was a huge part of the third series of the third season of the series um which is why i feel like people aren't going to connect as much to the third book especially if they've read the first and second one they're not going to be like driven to read the third one which i don't feel super driven to read it still want to but not as driven as i would have been if you know as i felt about the tv show because it's just something about the TV show and what they introduce in there that's missing in the book that did this make them, they're, they're just different in my mind now. So mm-hmm. I still want to read it, but I don't think it got as much of a hype as it wanted it to be just because it's been overshadowed by the series.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think this series right now is just like going, going, going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel like we actually missed a book. I
1: realized yeah, um, it was just one that I wanted to give my little opinion on. Um, just throw it out there really quick yeah, before real we fast. move on. So, Of Women in Salt by Gabriel Garcia appeared, I think, on both lists. But I only screenshotted one of it. Um, and it is, I mean, it's a good book. I remember what it's about. But in my opinion, I felt like I was expecting more from it. Um, mm. And I think a lot of people were expecting more from it. And it is a debut. And I feel like uh, Gabriella Garcia could probably write another book of a similar style and it will probably take off a ton um but it is about um this woman who is struggling with her addiction trying to find a place in the world um and talking about various generations of women over time um starting in like um uh starting like way back when i don't remember exactly the time and into the future and it deals with immigration and identity and stuff like that and it's a very well-written book. I read it in a day, but I think that it tried a little bit too hard to be a mix of an immigration story and a mix of a multiple-generation story. And I think it would have been so good if they just focused on the immigration part and not the multi-generation. It would have just been better as two separate book ideas because it felt like they were kind of trying to both reach for the limelight of what the book was supposed to be about. And I think if... Um, if Gabrielle Garcia just isolated one of those themes or one of those like storytelling ideas I think it would have done a lot better because I when it first came out in March everyone was typing it up and then I felt like it just was not spoken about again which is why I feel like maybe it missed the mark and go- trying to be a very stellar book of 2021.
0: Yeah cover is very familiar I think you guys had all seen it before like light pink top with a flower and then mm-hmm. the lower heart is like Lower half is like teal water looking type area. Um, recognizable cover, like you said, but maybe did miss a mark. Again, I keep running into the books that I've not ever heard of before or never <laughs> ever seen the cover. This is Call Baby by Morgan Jerkins. Um, You've not heard of this book? No, have you? Yeah. Oh. No, I've not heard of it. Okay. It does not. It sounds very weird to me.
1: Um, I mean, it, it also sounds weird.
0: I don't know why. I don't, I, I'm not sure. Have you heard good things about this book or
1: not? I, I heard things about it when it was about to come out, but nothing afterwards. Again, I think we're falling into these, oh, books that sounded good or books that we were anticipating were going to be good. Uh, and then nothing the mark.
0: Yep. They didn't meet expectations. Yeah, this one's a really interesting. This woman has a really hard time staying pregnant. She has a lot of miscarriages. And then she apparently hears about this family that has this birth call, which is a layer of skin from the amniotic sac that has healing powers. Don't even know how that works
1: medically. Um, but. Well, like a call baby is a baby that's born with the amniotic sacks still around them so it's called call yeah
0: yeah but how could they have a birth call I don't know see that's what I'm saying like how does that medically make any sense anyway fantastical you know magic family loyal stuff that's just kind of what it sounds like a family saga um not really my cup of tea and I feel like this next book wasn't really your cup of tea
1: Yes, it was not. Um, so moving into our next book, we have Good Company by Cynthia Pre Sweeney. So I wanted so much from this book. Again, I think this is a book that missed the mark. Um, and I can say that because I read it. But uh, I'll just say Good Company by Cynthia Pre Sweeney. I was expecting it to be about like a family trying to juggle their theater company which is called the good company in new york as well as like a life that they're trying to have in la like i felt like it was gonna be like they're kind of pulled between the two different things and you're seeing this insider look into a theater company but really what ends up happening is it's like so many pages of filler chapters like the family's just like oh i actually really love it in la let's just live in la you barely get a glimpse at all into the life of their theater company and then like it's just kind of back and forth between them and their friends that live in LA and them feeling convinced to go live in LA with their friends and then finding out a secret, um, which is just like the wife I'll just say, I don't think I care. It matters. The wife like finds her husband's wedding ring that he claimed that he lost a long time ago. And like if those hints right there. And then it's like, it shakes the bedrock of their marriage. It's like, if those, if what I just told you right now, you cannot, if you can't predict what that secret is that shakes the bedrock of their marriage, then you need to get out more. (laughs) Because to me, it is extremely obvious. And I was kind of waiting for there to just be like something else that wasn't the most obvious answer. And there wasn't. And it was really kind of boring. So I felt like she wrote The Nest and it it blew up as a really popular book, I think back in 2018. Um, But Good Company, in my opinion, fell flat.
0: And I feel like you're not the only one who has that same opinion. I've heard that a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't know if it's necessarily her best. But the next book, I feel like we don't even have to really talk about. We talked about it a lot last week. Crying in H-Mart by Michelle Zahner, mm-hmm. Um came out in April this last year. And um, it's she essentially, I which I didn't know this, she just expanded her 2018 new yorker essay about her mother's death into this full-length memoir which i had no clue so started off as a little essay and then people are like i'm intrigued give us more so she's like sure so she wrote this (laughs) full-length memoir um which i think is super interesting um yeah it it expands on family grief heritage exploring her relationship with her korean identity um and living in oregon growing up a Korean American in Oregon and stuff like that. So um, obviously we've talked about this a lot, especially last week. Um,
1: Definitely made the top for 2021. Yeah, it it did. So that we're running into now the second book where that's popped up. So, so far, these lists are not super good at predicting things, which makes me think I shouldn't look at these lists anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I shouldn't trust it. But I will um, say,
0: I feel like we're getting in. So I know you said you only have until September and we're in May.
1: Yeah. Starting so we're getting, in
0: May right now.
1: Yeah. We're getting kind of far. <laughs> I wanted to bring up this book. I had not heard of it. Um, and it is a history book. Um, and I just thought that it probably, I knew what they were going for. <laughs> I just feel like it was not the time. <laughs> and it's called. Missed, and it's definitely missed the mark. <laughs> It did. I mean, I would be very interested in reading it just because I'm a big person of information, um, but just not yet. So it's called Until Proven Safe, The History and Future of Quarantine by Jeff Mana and Nicola Twilley. And it says it is definitely too soon to be publishing a history of COVID-19. But thankfully, that is not that. It is an urgent account of how human beings have tried and often failed to contain the viral miseries that have literally plagued us since prehistory um so it is it is kind of a humorous I it feels like it's a little bit humorous where it's like hey we try all the time and we can't do it so how can we do better at it but I just feel like maybe there's going to be some people who really wanted to read a book like this in 2021 I am not one of those people and I think if it really would have went off and was good it would have gotten more attention
0: and I think too maybe that they were trying to say like we're still in the middle of this. We can, you know, let's fix it while we're in the middle or let's share our knowledge while we're in the midst of it, which isn't a bad thing though. That's no. really smart to do. But I don't really think the general public would be intrigued to read this currently. Yeah, um, I would, I would I will, agree. I will say besides that one, a lot of the books that we have from May into September that I'm just even scanning through right now, a ton of them maybe only two of them in this list I've not ever seen the cover or heard mm-hmm. of before everything else I feel like actually I've seen the cover I've heard good things so mm-hmm. maybe May into, <laughs> into I know but I think mean, maybe the we,
1: best time we found the perfect time is like a May to early fall time
0: Now this next book I actually have on my shelf because of you right now. Um, I am going to try to get to it before the end of the year, but I have like two or three other things I'm trying to read as well from the library. But this is Great Circle by Maggie Shipsteed. And I think this sounds really interesting. I thought it had sounded interesting for a long time as well. Um, But I think for the most part, if you've been in the literary circle, (laughs) you have heard of the Great Circle. Um, I don't really think I have to really get into much details about it, but um, you loved it. You, I told you it was at my local library the other day, and you were like, "You should pick it up." So I picked it up uh, just as a potential option to be reading
1: next. Mm-hmm. And
0: and I can give like a little
1: like little details about it for our listeners, but it's pretty much about two women. One is think of like an Amelia Earhart. Her name was Marion Graves. She went missing when she was, uh, she disappeared near the Antarctic when she was trying to circumnavigate the world. Um, and then in the future is Hadley Baxter, who is cast to play Marion in a biopic. Um, so it kind of goes bo- back and forth between their perception, uh, their, another perception, their perspectives. And the thing I absolutely love is it kind of shows just kind of like how we're never going to truly know history um, because it's so fun to read about. Marion and what she experiences, like the actual truth, and then them trying to film scenes about it, and it, like whether they're right or they're wrong about what they think actually happened to her life. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. See, it sounds super interesting. I feel like I would definitely love to read that. And side note, every time I see the word biopic, I always say biopic. Me too. I, I have. Yeah, to I have to like my think head. about it for a second um next book released in may honestly we don't need to discuss malibu rising taylor jenkins Reid, of course
1: it did not no did not win book i voted for it sorry book of the month book of the year did not win though
0: it didn't i don't think it won anything this year but not very very well known author very recognizable i think if you've not heard of this i don't know where you've been you, you know, not been listening to us.
1: <laughs> just, just as a side note, like some of the like uh, reading groups I'm in online, um, people are starting to talk more about Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, um, which I think is hilarious because that book came out in 2017 and people yeah. are like, oh my gosh, I'm reading this other book by Taylor Jenkins Read, and it's so good. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is." where have you been? Come on, people. But it just I mean, it reminds me of Haley and I have talked about this before of like um, people on Book of the Month not be- there's a lot of people who started book of the month in 2020 so a lot of the books that we've loved for over four years none of them have read before
0: or so heard like, of maybe yeah or like
1: people are like starting to read like hearts and visual Furies and this like facebook group and they're like oh my gosh the best book ever and i'm like i know it's been my favorite book for
0: over
1: three <laughs> years <now." laughs> it's, it's just funny
0: well as we are jumping into the summer months for real june i know this is going a little bit longer <laughs> of an episode you guys but we're going to try to speed it up at the end for you. I feel like this next book, very, very common cover that you've seen around The Other Black Girl by Zakiya Dal Dalila Harris. I almost said Delilah, but that's not it, I don't think. Maybe it is Delilah. Um, I think it Delilah is Delilah, just Harris. No H
1: at the end. Yeah,
0: um, I think it's a pretty well-known cover. I feel like people really did enjoy this. It came out in June. And I really think, like I said, Starting in these summer months, we're going to be like, yep, that's popular. Yep, that was uh-huh. popular. Yep, that's popular. Just like this next one as well. Somebody's Daughter, a memoir by Ashley C. Ford. I think I just saw this the other day at Target. Okay. Um, but yeah, just I just feel like some of these books are just, the covers are super well known, on the shelves, almost everywhere you go. Um, I've not read either of those, um, but I know people who have and I think that they enjoyed them.
1: Wasn't Book of the Month just offering somebody's daughter for December? I think that,
0: no way. It came out in June. There's yeah, no but
1: it's literally on for December's books. As like an add-on? No, it's one of the top five. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I remember. Because you wanted to pick it.
0: No, it's called something else.
1: No, it's not. It's I literally it's not this one. It. I'm literally, Haley, I'm <laughs> literally looking at Book of the Month. It's Olga Dies Dreaming, The Holiday Swap. A flicker in the dark, somebody's daughter by Ashley C. Ford in the history of wild places. Because maybe it 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 got pushed. Oh no, no, no! It says debut as a tag and then yearly look back. What? So they must have chosen a book that came out that got a lot of attention,
0: popular.
1: Oh, element. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's it's a very good sounding memoir. It's about how her father was incarcerated when she was six months old and released right before her 30th birthday. So a very unique experience. Um, So this next book, I would not seen the cover of, and I don't know if it really got much attention, but it was on both lists. And it's Seek You, A Journey Through American Loneliness by Kristen Radke. Yeah, I've not seen this cover. It's a graphic memoir. Um, It's a journey through ruins of abandoned places, as well as the profound interrogation of the author's own feelings of grief, alienation, and NUI. Um, so it says that she offers a history and analysis of America's attempts to reach each other through technology, art, media, and politics. Again, it's a memoir that can be a hit or miss, um, in the literary world. Mm-hmm. Again, so, yeah. Yeah. Again, only 2,526 ratings on Goodreads, but an average just rating of 4.09 stars. So
0: good rating, just a hard genre to really get your name all the way out there. All yeah. The time, especially you know. graphic, a graphic
1: story. And not, we, not like, not like graphic as in gross, but like, yeah, gross. as in like pictures. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good clarification there. Um, the next book in July, cause that one was in July. Next is in July. We Were Never Here by Andrea Bartz. Both of us read this book. Um, this book got caught fire this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so many book club people were like, this is the book we're doing for this month or blah, blah, blah. They loved it. Um, I thought it was decent. I'm not, like, in love with it, but I know people really, really devoured people it. People love the ending. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Nah, yeah. It's okay. I really like. Um, it. I liked it. It definitely, it didn't miss the mark. It definitely was popular. As well as the book, oh, this is giving away my ending of the episode, that I am currently reading, The Turnout by Megan Abbott.
1: Oh, my gosh. I did not know you're currently reading it.
0: I finally got it from, as soon as I, as soon as I saw this book, I was like, I need to put this on hold at the library. Uh It came out in fricking July. I I just got it from the library. Hey, how quickly can you read it? I will, I will try to read it as fast as I can. I'm hoping to get it done within the next two
1: or three days. Perfect. Ideal. Mm -hmm.
0: But anyway, this is, I mean, Megan Abbott, very, very famous author, um, And it's about dance, which I don't know if you guys know, but Maddie and I've danced for a very long time. So if you get thriller plus dancing, I'll be there. So (laughs) Um, I think this book definitely um, was a good book to highlight for this year. I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. And I'm excited to dive
1: into it as well, even more. Mm -hmm. All right. Now moving into some of our final books. Damnation Spring came out in August. We've talked about this one before. It's got um, an interesting premise where there's a lot of um, women who are having miscarriages and there's mudslides that are demolishing the hills and um, the salmon are disappearing from the creeks and there's a possible connection to these herbicides that are threatening the future of their town. So this was a book of the month book. It got, I think, a lot of attention right when it came out. And then since then, I feel like has fizzled off a little bit and it didn't, wasn't featured on any of our lists. I don't, I don't remember. No,
0: but it's at my library. I just saw it on my book, the bookshelf at my library. So well, well, well. well. It's available. Um, yeah, by Ash Davidson. I think it sounds interesting. And I, it is one of those, I think, literary fictional books where it might go a little, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It might go somewhere. Like, you have to be prepared because you just don't know mm-hmm. with literary fiction. You got to be prepared as to where the author wants to go with it. But it's, mm-hmm. it sounds interesting um next book not ever seen the cover of this Mm -mm. um don't really know what it is it's a memoir so maybe we just missed a lot of memoirs like you said there wasn't a lot of memoir talk this year um sometimes I trip on how happy we could be by Nicole Perkins I don't know why I mean I have a feeling I can guess but I don't know why she's holding an opened peach yeah I don't know either I'm like squeezing it a little bit it's interesting the pit looks like yeah. really
1: odd. It almost says yeah. like the pit looks like a raspberry. Yeah, raspberry. I'm
0: not really sure um, if this book got a ton of popularity.
1: I'm sorry for, this.
0: yeah, sorry for not knowing, but yeah. yeah, it says it's like, it delved into her love of pop culture and her, ex- her relationships and her experience with mental illness and stuff like that. So Props to anyone who writes a memoir because that is just letting someone into your world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there were some other books in August, like the one that is next, that got way more attention and was more recognizable, obviously, than someone's memoir, unfortunately.
1: Yes. So the next one, A Slow Fire Burning by Paul Hawkins. You read this book. Mm -hmm. How would you compare it to Girl on the Train?
0: Not as captivating or enticing, um however it is still in her genre of mystery trying to figure out what happened someone has died um there's multiple people that are potential suspects and um it wraps up interestingly I did finish the book fairly late at night and so Mm -hmm. the next day I had to wake up and like read (laughs) the last few pages again to remind (laughs) myself what actually happened um (laughs) but I I think it maybe isn't like her best i really loved the last two um so i think it's hard for me to love this one as much yeah you would Um,
1: recommend it to me like immediately after you read it no
0: unfortunately girl on the train and i think into the water both captured my attention i think the premises of both of those were um more interesting than this one however it's really really good still she's a great author she creates characters that are just so real um yeah, there's a, a, a murder that takes place um, on a houseboat on the river and these three women have equal causes for revenge against the victim and um, you're kind of trying to figure out up until the end who actually who did who it. Did it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's still
0: on my want to read though. So grab it. It's my Michelle. It's mine. So oh, make, okay. take it Whenever well, you want.
1: I will grab it from you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, so last book is Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead. Which we talked about last week. We talked about last week. So only three books, I think, on this entire list were talked about last week. So that is a pretty high failure rate (laughs) for these regions. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. um, it says it is a gloriously entertaining novel of heists, shakedowns, and ripoffs in 1960s Harlem. It is a family saga masquerading as a crime novel, the hilarious morality play, social novel about race and power, and ultimately a love letter to Harlan. So it I makes, mean,
0: famous um, author.
1: Yeah. It makes me wonder if it might be give you similar vibes to that one book about New York City that you read. That you uh, were like, oh, this would be so much better if I like was from New York. Yeah, I, that book though?
0: the city we became has like a fantastical mystical element of like urban I think it's called like urban fantasy where like the world around you becomes fantastical Mm -hmm. like it's just really hard to explain but it is and there are a lot of you know there are a lot of little side things thrown out there like little digs at certain boroughs and stuff like that in New York but I think like when it comes to something a little bit more like this, it sounds like you really dive into one specific uh, borough or area of the city and you kind of just get a better feel for that area versus like each area trash-talking the other area. Does that make sense?
1: That's true. I feel like maybe you could probably fall in love with Harlem by reading this book.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like when you watch In the Heights or you listen to it, you're like, oh, yes, this place. This seems like a, such a... like. You kind of get a vibe for the area, and I feel like maybe with a book like this, you'd get like the vibe of Harlem a little bit, yeah, and, like West Side exactly. Story for goodness sakes, do, 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 you know what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. Getting, the, getting the vibes, all right. So, you guys, that was all the books that I was able to find for us in the whole list. Say thank you, Maddie, for scouring that Yay! whole list. Why, thank you, thank you're, you is, you're welcome, everybody. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this. Um, extra, also, long list. you volunteered so.
0: I did volunteer
1: it. This, this <laughs> my, it's my side hustle. But I think um, you guys
0: need to realize these last few episodes are going to be a bit longer because we're looking at the years in a whole. We're not just doing short little snippets about an article or about our month. Like this is looking at the entire year. So stick mm-hmm. with us. Um, the last two episodes at least our very last episode of this year might be a little bit longer because we mm-hmm. are going to be talking about our favorites of the year um so I'm
1: excited yeah. to start working on that one but me too um, I'm literally looking at my reading challenge right now being like how in the world will I decide
0: yeah you've got quite a few you've got I quite know. a few to pick from so ah. speaking of since I already told you what I'm reading which I can reiterate but what are you currently reading
1: reading? what are you reading reiterate the
0: The turnout by Megan Abbott and then after that I will hopefully be reading Layla by
1: Colleen Hoover my those are my next two. Ooh, another are we going to become Colleen Hoover fans I don't
0: know I I seem to like her and I can read her very fast and I am I am trying to read as many as possible before the end of the year I I don't know if I will hit the goal but I do feel like it's possible
1: so I'm trying I want you to I want you to try so hard I'm trying hard. Okay. Well, I am reading um, A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. And mm. I've been reading it for like all week. I was, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was, so proud of myself. I thought that I was going to finish it in one night when I was at work. And I had to leave work early because I wasn't feeling well. And so I was so frustrated because I like wanted to read it. And I've just been like, my husband and I have both just had like terrible colds or been like coughing a ton and like, just been i don't know i just been like not motivated at all like i've just been like yeah rolling like tiktok or instagram because i just don't have the mental energy to read a book um but i'm feeling so much better so i'm hoping to finish it this weekend that's awesome see it
0: just it depends on the mood it depends on your situation sometimes you can read a book in a day sometimes it can take like a month so (laughs) well i would just say all of my thoughts and prayers go out to you mad and your hubby so that you guys feel better um, I hope you guys aren't catching the cold that I feel like everyone is catching right now. Um, the change of the weather people, it really gets you. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys all have a great weekend leading up to Christmas Oh my Ooh. goodness, next weekend. Um, so get that last minute holiday shopping done, buy some books for people, you guys like, come on, buy some books that you've read or that we've recommended that you think people are going to enjoy, um, push them out of their comfort zone. I know Maddie just said you've been doing a lot of internet things but I think as a society we need to get off the internet things and do a little bit of more paper reading personal time things so um recommend a book to somebody buy them a book for Christmas that way you're gonna sit on their shelf or they're actually gonna read it so we will see but um hope you guys have a great weekend like I said mad get your rest and
1: we'll be back at your ears next week Will do. All right, you guys. Now thank you so much for taking break from reading. Now go flip some pages. <laughs>